myself I have an MBA securities licenses and clients net worth for decades for 15 million dollars they have 50 million dollars so you only can keep clients like that if you use decision science you use logic and you use math and you have a vast network of people that you tap in to their knowledge to benefit your clients. Because, because of my securities and licenses, I have a fiduciary responsibility to protect the public. Now, for me to make money and live a good lifestyle here in Southern California, I have to consistently make my client money. And more than that, provide them with the right intellectual, financial resources so we all could be happy. So I translate that, my career, who I am, into sports betting to give you, of all people, the tools you need to put money in your pocket, betting on college and professional sports. Why do I do it? I do it because I just got tired of listening to the bullshit from ESPN, from Fox Sports. Constant ton, Big Ten channel, constant ton of just crap. So since I watch some, a lot of sports, since I have a lot of contacts in the sports industry, I decided to share information, good Solid. I have a journalism background as well. Well sourced information so we can all help each other get to the truth or at least get close to the truth. Elon Musk said, if you know the truth, you can predict outcomes. So, what we do is we collaborate. The sports betting is about collaboration. We collaborate with each other to get as close to the truth as possible to predict outcomes. And since we live in a $134 trillion U.S. market, the richest country in the world, for now, there's enough money for everybody where we do not have to be over competitive. But we teach decision science. We teach uh, mental health, mental health first aid kit. We teach uh, different methods, the nuts and bolts, right, of how to pick an investment, how to analyze an investment, right? And sports betting is an investment of your time and your money. So you have to have a very disciplined process. That's why this one don't cost $800. 
25 degree sauna, sweating. You know, go outside and run around in 55 degree weather. Couple of memories, memories, and and like to know what you know, what uh, what was the thing about this? But the first memory was, I was you know talking to some people, and they were like, "Yeah, you got to go to this this gym, but before you go to that gym, do high intensity workouts for six weeks. Get yourself in shape before you go to that gym, because every single person in that gym is extremely hot." And you know they they do their their workouts and then they have a drink afterwards. A luxury gym where you pay like 150 bucks for for a workout or something like that. So yeah. like hot yoga, that's what it is, right? You do your hot <laughs> yoga. Hot yoga is it a thing where everybody who goes to the yoga place has to be hot? So uh, you know I'm totally confused by this hot yoga stuff. And then you know. Uh, before I got married, you know, I was contemplating going to a yoga class. And I remember a girl telling me, oh, really? Yoga? You're on, the only reason you're going to that yoga class is because you want to see, like, women in skimpy outfits. You know what? No, I want to clear my head and stuff. You know? I joke about it, but it's supposed yoga is supposed to be really good for you. I don't right. know if this is the case or not, but... Right. right. It's like, it's like, and uh, no, it looks painful. It looks, it looks, <laughs> it's very it, painful. I will say that it, it's good it, for you, but it's painful just as is any other uh, exercise or workout. <laughs> painful. So before we get into this, how about when 13 and one with the totals last week? Did, did your bankroll look blown up? <laughs> well, that's that when you looked at my body, you're like, whoa. Yep. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I mean, I was waiting on that 14 and 0, but, you know, we got 13 and 1. So <laughs> still pretty damn good. For my day job, you know, wealth management, I have to watch the news and stuff. So, you know, to be good at betting, both of you guys fit this category. You have to be very cynical, and you also have to be a contrarian. <laughs> you have to be a cynical contrarian. You can't believe, you know, and I still have to do the Hawthorne effect because this week has been completely nuts. But I did it. I did the prop for it. And you have to make sure that you're not delusional because we don't have the luxury these other people have about that 13 to 1. How much of it was what? How much of it was a good pick? <laughs> and the one the one that we got wrong was a bad pick. Well, <laughs> yep. All the other 13, right? We're only human. We have other things going on in our lives. And uh, this will segue to the first game because with all the political stuff, and really, I'll make sure I'll extra promote the podcast this week because people need to turn off CNN, turn off mm -hmm. CNN, turn off Fox. There's nothing yeah. you can do about it. All right? And listen to our picks and let your mind float. Uh, the London game, right? The London game is completely irresponsible. It always has. Oh, been. my gosh. Yeah. Well, we've talked about it because, you know, the owner of the Jaguars is Muslim. So eventually the Jaguars are going to get kidnapped. <laughs> I was hoping <laughs> Urban Meyer was still the coach and they got kidnapped. But they're going to get kidnapped at some point. Oh, darn. 
Kicking That's an unfortunate event oh, to happen. Or <laughs> actually, during, I'll, I'll look at it now because I'm curious. Uh, what has been the statements of the mayor of London, who's Muslim, right? He really can't mm -hmm. say anything because of the NFL. Oh, I can't say anything because there's an NFL game this week. <laughs> and then again, uh, we're not really greedy. Believe it or not, we're not greedy. We're we're just been. Uh, Melissa, Scott, and I have been in competitive sports. Scott's been a coach. Yeah. Uh, Melissa's been an elite player throwing something at you at 90 miles an hour. <laughs> See, Watch out for your head. <laughs> you can get on our Twitter and watch Melissa just fire it better than like half the players in the NFL. So I'll introduce Melissa. She knows where I'm going. People are like, hey, da, da, da. HR doesn't know. Melissa's cool, man. Don't have to worry about HR with Melissa. So I can say <laughs> gorgeous without getting in trouble. I can also say she knows where I'm coming from with this. Let's ensure with that. She is the finest specimen in podcast sports betting. Sports betting podcast. <laughs> and she'll introduce Scott and then we'll get into the games. Yes. Um, yeah, thank you for the introduction. Um, of course, I know where you're coming from. Never offended, never bothered by anything. I'm having fun. We're having fun. Um, and we're going to have more fun with Scott here, who's been with us for some time now. Um, Scott, how are you three feeling years, aside from COVID? Three <laughs> years yes. of the podcast, blowing um, up. We just lose them when the, during the playoffs, but we're going <laughs> to learn. Uh, we'll have Phyllis NBA playoffs. We'll Briefer on the NBA. Yes. By the way, Melissa, I don't bet Celtics games either. Josh won't let me. He's he's banned me from Celtics games. So and we always um, we always yeah, have a good time. Never then 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 you know because he's, you know it's, it's it's nothing wrong with being a fan and focus on it. Right. And right. Talked to Melissa before you have to suspend belief every once in a while. Watch it Disney. Right. You know, listen to us on a podcast, make money with these picks, and you know, forget about Hamas and. The, World War Three for a second. <laughs> yes. And yes. and the other thing is, Josh will tell you, it's not the 13 that, that I'm happy about. It's the one that I'm really ticked off about. So. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's It's been three years. Josh Josh knows me well. It's 13 wins, great. One. God, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, we didn't hit that. We didn't hit that one. And it was the, it, I, I think if Josh, if it was right, it was the Monday night game. Which we yep. took it all the way down to the last game of the week. Right. Yep. It's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. It's off the charts. Nobody does it. Well, I shouldn't say nobody does it. People that do that live on a hill in Vegas and have four or five houses, right? Now I understand. I'm like, why do rich people have four or five houses? I understand the jealousy. Is why they stay in yeah. one of these houses. Somebody is going to kill them. But <laughs> I digress. When you're I mean, I started off poor with my family. So when you're poor in your middle class, yeah, it doesn't matter how well you do if you're not part of an elite family, things can go south. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they can. Watch that one. That's what the Hawthorne fix is all about. And I'll make sure I get it out. I'll do it tomorrow morning and publish it. I already have the notes for it because you have to watch. You just have to watch everything. You have to watch when you're delusional, you know. And then, you know, the whole Hamas thing, the dance party where they came in, I, I threw dance parties for years when it grew out of my restaurant. And I remember having 
you know, Marines, ex-Marines and security, because everybody's having, you know, and I'm grateful and have so much gratitude that we can pick these games and have a fun time watching football. Because I remember all the time I went out and I had a great time at dance parties. But I do remember every once in a while how things would go south. You had a really good time. You just met a girl and you're having a really good, intense conversation. And then shots bring out. You're running. <laughs> right. But no, what happened to my buzz and the girl? They're all gone. Everything went south fast. <laughs> oh, no. Second, have a good buzz. Talking to a girl. Next chance for a guy. Next thing you know, I'm home. I'm 1 a.m. And all I have to do is fall asleep and go to work the next day. Yep. So I did rest. First game is double-digit dogs in the division. I monetized it twice. So I'm 2-0, and double-digit dogs in the division. The Broncos are horrible. <laughs> the best game they had was a division game. Sean Payton, all he cares about is division games. He was embarrassed on the field and afterwards when uh, Salah told him to be humble. He couldn't do anything because he cannot beat up Robert Sala, right? So Melissa in a fight, who would win in a fight, Sean Payton or Robert Sala? Oh gosh. Payton, maybe? I don't know. No. no? Uh, Payton's fat. Oh, you're raises- right. I'm thinking of younger Peyton. That's why. Yeah, at, <laughs> at, uh, butcher shop in New Orleans. Right, you remember that Scott? He mouthed off to the odor, and the fat ass owner came over the thing and popped him, and he yep. couldn't get back. And, and none of the people there helped John Peyton. So probably Robert Shaw would take him. That's why he was telling him to be humble. Uh, he's going against fat ass Andy Reid, who doesn't like to blow out people. He wants everybody to be his friend. And Robert Shaw made that mistake because. Sean Payton now is going to look at the film, see the where he could have attacked and done a better job, and he's going to give it to other teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, fat ass Andy Reid doesn't want that. Knows <laughs> <laughs> he has a talent advantage. He just wants to get out of there with a win. So I like the Broncos plus a ten and a half, under fifty one and a half. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, people don't overthink this thing. Denver Broncos, Kansas City Chiefs, AFC West matchup, ten and a half. It's Denver. Denver's going to keep this game close. Andy Reid just wants to get in, short week, get in, win the game, get out. So I, I'm picking Denver My, uh, plus a ten and a half, and I'm going to pick the under. What's what's the over under? Fifty one point five. Way too it's high. Under. It's under. Yeah, it's under. way too high. Old school guys would like to establish the run. Remember Coughlin? Coughlin. Would have superior wide receivers, pass blocking offensive line, and he would still establish the run. All he would do is, so all these guys are about establishing the run. The average score of an NFL game is 45 points. Remember, key number is 52. Price at 51 and a half. I'll buy the half point just to get it to the key number, make it 52. And what do you think, Melissa? Now, Melissa has beaten us every week. Last week, I think we tied Melissa, and the only reason that Scott and I tied Melissa is because Scott and I are a combined 112 years old. And we've been watching football basically since childhood, 
and we know not to go against certain Monday night. Yeah, this was it was a conspiracy theory and an urban legend. Those are the only picks that we got <laughs> from this on. She was logical on every single other pick. No, there every was another one, time. Josh. There was every another one, Josh. She picked the Bills <laughs> to right. win in London. Right. Uh, and, uh, you and I, we could yeah. be, you and I could be both crazy, Scott, but we cash the ticket every time. The money, is right. the money is rational, <laughs> right. real, and functional. But That's when right. It, right. And that game brought me back. Remember, I remember, I think it was the first year on the podcast where Goodell got a little funny and games started to be really funny with the refs. And you're like, oh, come on, not the way it used to be. Because it was so ridiculous in the playoffs. It was unwashable. Because in, in that London game, I woke up, turned it on, right? And man, was that game. Because again, uh, and I, in in my daytime job, I face these things. There's something, uh, there's a big difference, right? And I hire lawyers, you know, and, and I get feedback from lawyers. And it's nuanced. But the people that listen to this podcast, they want to be happy and successful. <laughs> Understand the nuances, right? There's something, difference between something being illegal something being unethical, right? And something being wrong. So a referee intentionally making a bad pick on purpose is unethical. It could be wrong, but it's not illegal. Not illegal. Right, right. right. You have a fiduciary responsibility. I have a fiduciary responsibility to the public at large through my licenses not to do any harm. And I have a fiduciary responsibility to make my clients money, right? If I don't do that, then I'm in big trouble. The referees have a fiduciary responsibility. Some of them are wealth managers, too. They have a fiduciary responsibility to make the NFL money. Right. Now, right. Now, exactly. you're London, now you're in London. I was thinking about that. There's no jurisdiction in London. <laughs> right? Because it's an American sport, an American game. There, there's no cops that can say anything. There's no cops that can say anything right. here. There. But there's no legal recourse anybody has in London. That's why that game was so ridiculous. Yeah. And then the Bills had no chance. Flying in on Friday night, they had no legs. Right, right. Exactly. You know, so, yeah. So what do you think about this game, Melissa, Thursday night? <laughs> well, the, I know what the consensus pick is going to be now. <laughs> My pick um, was Chiefs minus the 10 and a half, but I agree on the under 51 and a half. Um, right. so it's probably going to be a crazy game. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I'm pretty interested, but everybody should pound the, 50, the, the, the 52 by the half point, 52 under. Yes. Yeah. Yep. All yep. right. So, so that's gonna be Thursday night. It's gonna be a lot of fun watching this nonsense. <laughs> games like this. If I didn't have to work on Friday, games like this, you're picking the other every time there's a punt. I would do this over the weekend. If there's a punt in this type of game like this, you always take a shot mm -hmm. <laughs> or slam the rest of your beer on, on the punt. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're doing that during one Super Bowl. All right, so next thing we're going to look at is going to be uh, good old Harbaugh. And Scott's been over Harbaugh the whole year. The only games I've gotten wrong is games where I'm not paying attention to the Harbaugh rule, the Harbaugh Mafia family rule. And now Brable has his rules, right? The Titans have not scored a touchdown on the road all year. Mm-hmm. He's a Belgian guy. And again, we'll get into it when Belgium comes up. Their thinking is so rigid. It's insane, right? Uh, almost as bad as the people we see in the news as far as rigid thinking. Brable's the same way. Can't argue with him. He's making $5 million a year. He's beaten Belichick and beaten Andy Reid in the playoffs. Smart guy. He's 70% against the spread for us. We made a lot of money with him. And I'm going with the Titans plus four at home with Derrick Henry. Average score of an NFL game is... 45, but these teams have been so pathetic and so rigid in their thinking. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked with 13-10. So I'm actually going to go under 41 in that game. So Bravel, plus the four points, under 41. What do you think, Melissa? Um, this is yeah, London. I, it's a London game. Yeah, it's a London game. I, I definitely have... Um, I have a feeling the Titans are going to, you know, take this one. Um, they're going to cover. Um, I, I feel like it's going to go over 40 and a half. The problem with that is that, again, the rigid thinking, um, mm-hmm. the hardball football mafia family, uh, even they even have a running back, a quarterback, Lamar Jackson. And uh, in college, football his brother at Michigan they run the ball just as much as a service academy now the service academy air force navy and army because their players are soldiers and in the different academies they'd run the triple option right and you know mm-hmm. they can't really recruit so to even things out they run the triple option and they run Michigan with primo five stars and Corn Fred, Michigan guys on the offensive line from the farms, right? The old wives' tale, that they drink you know, the milk from the farm and they're bailing, you know, they're doing the hay and stuff. That's why they're so big in Michigan. And in Wisconsin, too, the Wisconsin offensive line. Uh, they run the ball out. And his brother runs the ball out. Mm-hmm. His brother worked for Andy Reid again. Andy Reid, Mafia football family, the Harbaugh football, Mafia football family. They run the ball a lot. So that's why I like the game under. What do you think, Scott? And that's why I pick Air Force and College a lot, because they run the ball 400 yards every game, and their defense is is top three in the country right now. So I love Air Force, but I digress. (laughs) So I'm picking Baltimore minus four and a half. Here's why. I'm going against what I usually do. Here's why. Baltimore has been in London since Monday. Tennessee's not leaving for London until Thursday night. Baltimore will be well-rested in London. Tennessee is going about it the same way the Buffalo Bills went about it. So if you look at it that way, I like Baltimore in this spot as a favorite, although I feel like I need to take a shower after this because (laughs) I hate doing this. 
But going over a key number, so it could be you could be completely right. Yeah. And Melissa and I, uh, cash. I'm picking the under. Right. But I'm going to go with Baltimore in this instance. I just think that Baltimore went about this smart way. They left Monday morning. They flew from Pittsburgh to Baltimore. They left Baltimore Monday morning to go to London. Smart move by Harbaugh. He must have talked to the Jaguars and must have said, what is the, the advantage that I need to have right. to go? And they told him, go right away. Don't wait. Go right away. And so he did. So I'm going to take Baltimore. Prepare for this game for politics to rush in. When the teams could get kidnapped, the owner of London is Muslim. I don't know what he said about what's going on. Uh, but England is going to provide arms to Israel. And what does it matter? This game can be shut down or postponed yeah. or a terrorist attack during the game. Yeah. Uh, but Brable, he knows he works for a cheap franchise. Uh, the reason. They got the game in London because they couldn't sell the tickets. Mm -hmm. uh, Baltimore owner is a young, you know, multi-billionaire, so he doesn't care about money. So that's yeah. why they're there early. But defense and the running game travels. It does. It does. So they're going to play deep zone. Those safeties aren't going to be running much deep zone, not get everything deep. Have a spy on Lamar Jackson to keep the game under for us. So we all pretty much agree on the other. So consensus is, Melissa, need her, man, big time. It makes sense of everything. <laughs> All the chaos. Uh, yep. <laughs> what is consensus, Melissa? Oh, sorry. Uh, the consensus is, uh, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> I know what it is. I think it's Titans plus four. Yeah, Titans plus four under 41. So I'm changing my under to 41. Oh, nice. Just because of after listening to you guys. So I originally said over. Um, so the consensus is going to be Titans plus four under 41. Under 41. Nice. Yes. And we are a dynamic podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We go at the door and collaborate with each other because the reason the percentages are up in this podcast is because we have diversity. And diverse companies make 46% more free cash flow. So anybody talks about revenue to you because we have some people listen for the finance. We have college classes and high school classes doing that. Uh, if somebody says revenue, they're full of shit. What's important is free cash flow is what makes a company successful. Also, companies with female CEOs make 43% more cash flow. So we have a female CEO with us, here with us, making us more money than what we normally would make. <laughs> Josh, Josh, Melissa's uh, channeling her inner Bill Belichick tonight <laughs> with the hoodie. The hoodie. She got the hoodie on. A hoodie. It could be a sign. Hey, it's right? cold over here. <laughs> the whole Bill Belichick thing is perplexing, but we'll get to that game. We'll get it. We'll get to it. Do <laughs> one franchise is gonna have? They're gonna be good later on, but right now they're doing the remnants of uh, Daniel Snyder, who uh, hustled himself into an NFL team. 
That's why they're so cheap and dysfunctional. And everybody's going to be fired, right? They got Josh Harris, um, again, unethical, da da da, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, NFL owners are not own other franchises. This guy owns his Philadelphia 76ers. He just bought Washington because Daniel Snyder just caught up with him. He's a he's a hustler, right? I don't think he even has a college degree. He just knew somebody at the bank. They gave him a loan for a billion dollars. <laughs> you buy the team. What did he do? Starts, you know, being really nasty and a degenerate and got himself kicked out. I digress, but you remember the guy. Remember the guy who almost bought the, uh, they did a 30 for 30 on Scott. The guy who almost bought the Islanders hockey team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember them. Um, yeah, he had less money than you and I. And the reason he got busted was he was in the elevator with another owner. And he asked the owner to let him borrow 20 bucks. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> You needed 20 bucks from Clark. He's like, wait a second, we got to investigate this guy. He doesn't have $20. You're out, buddy. See ya. You're out. Goodbye. He almost pulled it up, but Dan Sanders pulled it up. up. So that's why the commanders are so cheap going into the Mercedes Dome across the street from the Mercedes dealership owned by Nick Sane and Bill Belichick. Uh, The Falcons, you know, Rattler. He he's not a very good quarterback. He's young and he has that sidearm delivery. They really in college when he went against Alabama, they knocked the ball down like four times. And I don't see him improving the NFL. Uh, the commander Bellamy's not a, a coordinator, and he recalled all the plays. And that's why we see such a disaster with the commanders in certain spots. Playing the dome the way the Falcons defense is playing. The way Arthur Smith, I see Cordell Patterson coming in there with a speed. Arthur Smith does know the running game. And I kind of see what he needs to do. He has to be like Rabel, play the running game and play that deep zone with that defense. So that that to me, right, would say that most likely uh, this is going to be an under game, but it's under 45 cheap teams. So I think I'll go over late because of special teams and cheap cheapness. So give me the fastest plus minus, yeah, minus one and a half over 42. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. I think Atlanta has started to play a little bit better now. I think that Bijan Robinson makes the hugest difference of that team. If you watch last week's game, he was he was really good at the end of the game, not at the beginning. So I love Atlanta at home. I think Washington is, I think Ron Rivera is on a hot seat big time now. And and I think if they keep losing games like this, he's not going to be around much longer. So give me Atlanta minus the point and a half. And I agree with you. I think it's going to over. I think it's going to hit 45 in this spot. So and give me the over. Ron Rivera is not what he used to be. Exactly. He had a heart attack. He had cognitive issues. And the only reason he kept his job is because Daniel Snyder is a criminal. <laughs> it was trying to yep. lose on purpose. Yep. So uh, that's that. What do you think, uh, Melissa? I agree 100% um, with everything you guys said. Um, I, I've got the Falcons minus the one and a half over 42. Um, 
I definitely see a 45 scoring uh, total. Um, so yeah, definitely Falcons. All right. That is unanimous. Your Atlanta Falcons at home. And they need that game to sell tickets later on in the season. So they're going to get the, the rest of the London game. <laughs> it's funny if the rest of the London give the rest of this game so they can win. I like O'Connell from down here in the chat. When you talk about service academies, I thought that was Chad texting me at six in the morning. Navy and the owner, right? Because they run it. <laughs> and it's like, better than me texting you at six in the morning. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I could see Chad doing it too. I can really see Chad doing this. Chad, yeah, yeah, what's that bitch's name? That bitch's name is in chat. It's texting you. It's like, I'm telling you, look at folks. It's freaking Chad, baby. They grasped up. Used to hire Chad when he lived in San Diego to be a receiver. Once I get wind from Chad being around Irvine, I'll call Melissa. She came up there to be on the quarterback line. Have a better mm -hmm. arm. And, uh, job. Sign me up. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna go on there, but they were like, "Sir, you're gonna have a heart attack. He's going running out here." Oh yeah. gosh! Let's <laughs> <laughs> pull it out, firing and helping quarterback. Also, the receiver line. Mark Chances infiltrated that chat. So he was just like, oh, "Who are you?" Oh, this is Mark Chances. Hi, how you? How's it going? Uh, Chad Mitos. Uh, but Kevin O'Connell, he's a head coach of your Vikings, and they are in trouble. They need this game bad. So, mm -hmm. uh, I love the under in this. Uh, the Bears know that there was a new president, Warren. He used to be the, uh, the commissioner of your Big Ten. He's going to clean house, right? He's observing. He's in observation. <laughs> He's observing a complete disaster where the defensive coordinator quits suddenly. With mental health issues. Really, you didn't know this guy was crazy before you hired him and gave him a million dollars a year. <laughs> so I love I love the Vikings under 40, 48 and a half. What do you think, Melissa? Yeah, I agree. Um, I've got I think the Vikings are gonna cover this one and it's not gonna go over 48 and a half because it's a lot of points and the Bears, you know, suck. So <laughs> so I definitely I definitely agree. Right on. What do you think, Scott? I'm on the under for sure. I think I'm I'm taking Chicago. I, I think the Justin Jefferson injury. I think that's right. It never works out well for me, but I'm I'm going back to the well again. The Justin Jefferson injury for me. It's it's I don't think I'm ever gonna do it again. Whenever I go you against you and Melissa, I, I turn it on the game and it and I immediately my heart starts beating fast, I start sweating sports. They're like, yeah, because you picked this against uh, Melissa down 20 points. There's no way you're coming. <laughs> if Minnesota was healthy, I would definitely pick Minnesota. But the Justin Jefferson injury for them is a huge, huge injury. That guy does everything for them on offense, everything. And now he's not there. So Kirk Cousins has got to find somebody to take up the slack for Justin That's Jefferson. Awesome. It's going to take a game. That's where O'Connell comes in because uh, the yeah. Bears 
playing there took off. And that Eberfuss made the classic mistake of going to the offense, right? And, and he's been a defensive coach his whole life, doing the Bill Archie thing. And now he's going to coach the offense. Like when clients call me, Josh, I need you to short, blah, blah, blah. I know how to short stuff. But I call this young man who lives in England for three months and then lives in Fiji for nine months. <laughs> he knows how to short a lot better than I do. I'm not going to be egotistical and say, oh, let me short. Blah, blah, blah. And, and, and luckily, he's independently wealthy, nice guy. Um, doesn't take a piece of the action. <laughs> but I ask him, I don't try to short it myself because you have to know your limitations. So Scott's going to be Ruth Ginsburg, remember the notorious RBG. Google it. It used to always years to hear in the news. The decision is eight to one. The liberals and the ultra conservatives all agree, except for RBG. <laughs> The senator, the senator from Massachusetts dissents. Dissents. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Vikings right for it. Coach O'Connell, under the, the 48 and a half. Remember, the average score of an NFL game is 45. 45 yeah. And the Bears are very flawed, and Justin Fields is very flawed in a division game. We're just division games tough for two. Mm -hmm. All right. All right, so I'm going to play. This is just 36 seconds. But I want to play this because it's analogous to what we're doing here. People may be listening for the first time. Now, this guy is completely full of shit, but we actually execute this on the podcast here. Let's listen to this dude. Let me know if you guys can hear. So I know I have to earn your trust. What do you see? You see a young man who's in a bit of a hurry, maybe a little ambitious. Okay, let me stop him there, right? 100% of the time, Melissa, Scott, let me know if this is true. 100% of the time in my life, I'm 52 years old. When somebody has told me, Josh, trust me, I have your back. That's when I knew not to trust them. And they, they didn't have my back. <laughs> yep. Right. If you have to say it, you're full of shit. All right. But look, he does get a little bit better. Yeah. So I know I have to earn your trust. What do you see? You see a young man who's in a bit of a hurry, maybe a little ambitious, bit of a know it all, it seems at times. I'm here to tell you, no, I don't know it all. I will listen. I will have the best people, the best and brightest in this country, whatever age they are, advising me. We will be probably many of the people on the stage included. That's how I build my companies. I want to be challenged. You look miserable. Yes. Disagree with me. That's what makes America great because we're not a perfect nation. Founded on with me. That's what makes right. America great. People who disagree. disagree with me. That's what makes America great because we're not a perfect nation. All right, see, and that's what we achieve on the podcast. We actually do it, and you can hear it. We disagree because we're real. How do I know somebody's full of shit in my life when they say, Josh, you're so great? Uh, oh, Josh, you're so funny. That's when I know that person's full of shit, when they agree with me all the time. <laughs> yep. The person, yep. yeah, I mean, I remember uh, Melissa disagreed with me five seconds from the time. <laughs> Yep. Listen, listen, I was just the first first week of the podcast. I was just struck by that guy's hair. I know, oh, me, me too. <laughs> me too. 
<laughs> he said he was said. in a hurry, so I guess he forgot to check you know, himself in the mirror before he I heard left. what he said, but I was struck by that hair and how high it went up over his head, over his dome. Oh my gosh, it was, it was great. <laughs> well, if you work for him, you can't disagree with him. He doesn't listen to shit. But here we Please, do, come on. because there's money involved, we're all busy, right? We don't, do not know everything. So that's why it's very dynamic podcast where we listen, we literally, we actually do what most people talk about, all right? So next game we're going to look at is the Pete Carroll rule coined by Scott calls it the peak. To live in the past, you die in the past. The Seahawks don't change. They have the same formula. Used to get them to the Super Bowl. Now they're eight, nine and eight every year, right? With a fixed calls at home. Going to the Bengals. The Bengals are desperate. They need it. They're at home. Mm-hmm. And they know what they're going to get. Pizza Carroll said it in his book. And you can go on my Twitter and you can see me with a picture with the guy who helped the Rose Bowl. Uh, Yogi Roth, who's on the Pac-12 network. You know two people on the Pac-12 network. Him and good old Max Brown uh, on the Pac-12 Network, wrote that book, Win Forever, Pete Carroll. Great book. It'll help you with business. It'll motivate you for exactly one month. And then you'll be like, oh, yeah, whatever. Win Forever, Pete Carroll. He said, I am never going to change. This defense was taught to me by Monty Kiffin. I'm never going to change this defense. And you know what he does? He has the speed rushers coming in from the outside. He has numbers for the, for the run game, right? Flood the zone for the run game. Bengals know that. So the Bengals are going to go back. And they have to do it, right? The first six weeks of the season, you play vanilla. Salesmen think short-term. Businessmen and women think long-term. Long-term thinking is higher-level thinking. So Zach Taylor, great coach that he is, cheap-ass owner, no offensive line to give up the most sacks. Area. He's going to go back to the three-step drop, get Chase on the outside, get enough to win this game, but it's going to be under 44. What do you think, Melissa? We go, Melissa and Scott. Um, yeah, I've um, I got the Bengals uh, minus the two under forty four. Um, I don't see it going over at all. Um, Seahawks, hang on, let me pull up my stats. Oh, right here. Seahawks did not do as well as the Bengals did last week. Um, as far as passing yards, rushing yards, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um. So, yeah, I definitely think the Bengals are going to cover this. Right. I know the Seahawks. I know. Seahawks. I know the Seahawks didn't do as well because they didn't play. They didn't play last week. They were off. Oh, I'm sorry. The week before. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Cincinnati minus two under 44. The NFL needs Joe Burrow in the playoffs, and they need yeah. the Bengals in the playoffs. So I think you're going to see a phantom holding call late in the game. That's going to allow Cincinnati to win. So, right. So, we're basically at war. There's going to be a recession next week. So, the NFL has to cover their ass from marketing perspective, and they need Joe Burrow for marketing. So, yep. Bengals minus two under 44. Next game, every time I bet against Melissa in the 49ers, I've lost. So, I'm going to listen, right? I'm going to do what. That guy says he does what he doesn't do. I'm going to do it. There's money involved. And I'm just going to go. Uh, what is your pick, Melissa, on the 49ers? Uh, 
<laughs> well, you see here, the 49ers are, where are they at? Hold on. Give me a second. Oh, God. Okay, let me scroll. 49ers, where are you? 49ers, 49ers. They're five and zero. Okay, I'm trying to find it. Just oh, yeah, I can't yeah. find it. Anyways, they're five and zero. Um, and the hold on, there we are. Okay, the Browns are two and two. Right. Browns suck. Um, let me let me let me show you my 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 thing on my phone real quick. Forty ers now the Clowns have um, Callahan, who's a great offensive line coach, and they're gonna have to run. Nick Chubb is hurt, so they're gonna have to run Kareem Hunt. I haven't even seen Kareem Hunt anywhere do anything. Um, is it plus the three or is it plus seven? It's clown? seven. San Francisco, Cleveland, seven. It's seven now. Yeah, seven. Yep. Being seven and a half at home, I'm gonna. I, I, I'm going to see what Melissa thinks. She's usually right with 49ers games. Here's the 49ers. Uh, Here's a, the Browns. Yeah. So, 49ers are 5-0. and Browns. Are Browns, is, is that the team where um, Nick Chubb, Deshaun. they lost yeah. Nick Chubb? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, they have him out. He was a really good player, and I just, in, in, 49ers. In the, the media is going crazy in Cleveland because Deshaun Watson is practicing inside mm -hmm. and everybody else is practicing outside. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. So I um I'm feeling the 49ers uh, on this one. Um it's gonna go, I think it's gonna go over 41 and a half. Um I feel like it's it's probably gonna be a, a tight game, but I think the 49ers are gonna cover. I got mine at Minus the three, so I already put my bet in on Monday because I had a feeling it was going to go up. Yeah. Ooh. So yep. I put in I did my as bet well. on Monday. Yeah, I did as well. And I even went even through week six, and Melissa's already all over line movements. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm seriously into looking at look ahead lines on Sunday afternoons. Yep. Yep. To see what they are, and the other thing is this game is now at thirty-seven and a half. It has so gone way down the total's gone way down since sunday wow sean watson that's the whole thing right. john watson probably is not playing this week that's why the total was way down and I'm looking they, at it. if they play dtr because you never know but if they play dtr dtr is dynamic he can run yep he's really good with the deep ball so that'll be interesting Oh man, there's no way I'm going against. Well, I'm going to go 49ers minus the seven over 37. Mm -hmm. the, the opt out would be the money line, but at minus 325, I can't even do money line either. Right. So minus 250. Yeah. So I, I'm with. I'm. I'm riding with Melissa here. I think San Francisco, San Francisco minus the seven. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be under. Okay. I I don't see what Cleveland's going to put up a lot of points. San Francisco just humiliated Dallas. I know. I know. Cleveland is not in Dallas's class. I don't. Think. Yeah. 
at all with anything. No. So I uh, and and now there's dissension with Deshaun Watson practicing inside while his team is practicing outside. Right. So so there's there's a lot of stuff. If Deshaun Watson gets played, those offensive linemen are gonna make business decisions and, and let the 49ers just go right through and sack the guy. So I'm gonna take San Francisco and I, I'm gonna take the under. I think San Francisco could shut the the clowns out this week, to be honest. Yeah. No. I'm listening. I am listening. And you guys are right. And my initial thoughts were wrong. So I'm going to listen. I'm going to learn my lessons and listen. And I'm going to go with the 49ers. But I do like the under now. I like the under. Yeah. Because Stefanoski, if you know, if you know his story, uh, he survived with that, you know, that crazy coach over there at uh, Minnesota during the years. Was a uh, marine guy and threw a coffee cup at him. <laughs> Reminded me of Patricia and Belly. She threw a coffee cup at him because he uh, he got the coffee order wrong, <laughs> but he didn't quit or whatever. He made him the offensive coordinator, and suddenly he's a head coach of your clowns. And the owner of the clowns is a criminal involved in all kinds of legal stuff. All the three of us who did what he did would be in jail. He's not. He's the owner of the clowns, the Cleveland clowns. So that's why they're so cheap. That's why they're so bad. I almost think they're bad on purpose. So playing the 49ers, the 49ers are on a mission, right? Defensive team, that's under all day, every day. 49ers myself. Uh, another disastrous franchise, another disastrous owner, McNair. McNair was okay, but his son is a fat, racist god knows what else he is uh nepotism guy he has all his money because of his dad he seems like he's blowing it he is so racist that he has to uh get black defensive i mean defensive minded coaches to be head coaches or else he's gonna get sued so he has the marco ryan's yet things have gone according to what i have seen so far Derek Carr, such a disaster but he's he Derek Carr's Derek Carr. Right. He's going to ride the wave. He's not going to lose you the game. He's not going to win you the game either. Right. Uh, Dennis Allen, again, he's failed forward. And now he's been a head coach in the NFL for a while now. And I think he, he gets gradually better every year. The Saints looking good. I like the Saints in this situation. Texas are horrible. Their defense is going to be on the field too long. So give me the Saints. And since you got two defensive-minded coach, give me the under. I'm going to get it to the key number of 42. So give me the Saints, right? Um, I'll go Saints money line. Saints money line. Well, whatever, when I go online after we talk, and then I'll talk to my proxy in Vegas, Whatever the number is better, either the money line or the minus one, whatever the, the number is better, uh, I'll pick the Saints and then under 42 to get into that key number. Remember, 42 is the key number. Key numbers are for totals 35, 42, 21. Yeah. Average score of an NFL game is 45, but you're talking about too cheap. Uh, football teams, dysfunctional franchises. Remember, that's my day job as a wealth manager. That's why Elon Musk, uh, Gates are so important. 
right? Because they're the ones he called the tribe, corporate governance. Kraft told Jerry Jones he was going to beat his ass. And what were they arguing about? They were arguing about corporate governance. So you're talking about Lori Benson. Lori, you know, Lauren Benson. Very beautiful woman, not as beautiful as Melissa, but beautiful woman. Uh, she gold dug herself into a billion dollar NFL franchise. That's why they're bad because they're run by a trust. So, give me the Saints under 42. We'll go Scott and Melissa. I agree. New Orleans is a total under team, so I'm, I'm definitely going to under 42. And Houston and New Orleans are going to play a 17 to 14 type of game. Both defenses are good. They're both to the under. So I love New Orleans and the under in this. Yeah. New Orleans money line. Money line. Yeah, New Orleans money. What do you think, Melissa? Um, I think the Texans, uh, I have the Texans plus one, but I agree with the under. Um. I might do the Saints in the money line. I might I might play it safe and do the Saints on the money line as well. So do we listen to each other on money because it's money law. It's not about yeah. it's about what's gonna put money in our pockets. Right. <laughs> Which is the bottom line. So the unanimous pick is gonna be the Saints under 42. Yes. Again, I mean. Two of the worst franchises in the NFL. The the Jaguars coming back from London. You think they're going to be jet lagged, but they spent two weeks there resting up. They're young kids. They're going to be in Jacksonville. It's going to be global warming. And I'm going to check the weather in Jacksonville. But the Florida second half line has been 100%. I don't know what's going on. The teams have COVID. They're not in shape or whatever. But the second half Florida line has been 100%. So remember, it's not the house's money. It's our money. So I'm going to go Jags second half line also under the 46 because pathetic. Now, Garner mentioned Washington State is a better quarterback than Anthony Richardson, their starter. People, people just like anticipation. They like to predict things. So they think Anthony Richardson has the highest feeling. I, I disagree with that. But Garner mentioned is a better quarterback. But Garden Venture is going to be a revenge game for him going back to Jacksonville. It's not going to matter. Jacksonville knows they're in a bad division. This is a division game. So give me the Jacksonville minus the four points, under 46 points, and the Jacksonville second half line to get us over the minus four. We're going to listen and Scott. Um yeah, I am. Um, I'm feeling the Colts on this one. Um, let me scroll down. Oh, here we are. I'll be what a sweating that game when freaking Jack uh, <laughs> quarterback throws an interception. I'm gonna be sweating bullets. My heart's gonna be pumping. Oh, Melissa picked that game. I should have listened to Melissa. Yeah, I'm feeling the Colts because yeah, the Jaguars won the last two games, but how much of it was, you know, helped by the the refs. Refs, London. Exactly. They were a London favorite. So of course, naturally they're going to win. They, you know, definitely, you know, they had a lot of crap calls um, in London against the other teams. Um, like, hold on, let me see who they played the bills last week. Right. Right. Yes. They did. Yep. So the, the bills had 
11 penalties against them in that game. So they lost 109 yards. Uh, How? (laughs) How? (laughs) The refs. So I feel like, yeah, the Jaguars are, you know, they're going to be the home team. They're going to be back from London. But are they going to be able to keep that winning streak? I don't think so. So I'm going, um, I'm going Colts plus four and a half, but I also agree on the the under. Right. So the Colts, again, we, I always say it because uh, I can say it quickly. Yona Ursay was caught with a hooker, a pound of cocaine, and 30,000 ecstasy pills. Why does the owner of an NFL team need 30,000 ecstasy pills? <laughs> I, I really do not want to know. But their best defensive player, Buckner, held out. The money was straight, but he held out. And he said that under no circumstances was he going to play special teams. You're talking about the best player on defense. So we're getting to week six where there's going to be attrition, where guys playing 100% of the snaps on defense and special teams, right? And Jacksonville's going to make them run on special teams because that's where you start wearing teams down. I remember talking to Shad about special teams because Shad played for South Missouri State. <laughs> so he was a starting wide receiver. He played every single special teams snap, too. And he was a backup safety. <laughs> so we talk about wearing down. It's like, oh, of course, you wear down on special teams. And coach used to make him run on every special teams thing. Just like Scott, when he was the coach in high school, used to make those girls run, right? <laughs> I digress. <laughs> what do you think about this game, Scott? So I wanted to see what the Jaguars were the game following London, right? which is what this week is. They're three and six in games following a trip to London. They've lost four of their past five games with the lone win coming last year against the Raiders, in which they were down 17 to nothing before they rallied and won. Right. That was the game Blake Martinez quit. Because Blake Martinez went to Stanford, and McDaniels yeah. started playing 100% of the snaps at linebacker and special teams. And they're going to Jacksonville. He said, fuck you. We <laughs> can't use Richards from Stanford. <laughs> so I'm going to attack this game three ways. I'm going to say Indy on the money line. I'm going to say under 42 because it seems to me with that stat that it takes Jacksonville a while to get going in games right right after coming back from London. So I'm going to take Indy on the money line, take the under, and I'm going to take the Jags in the second half line. So I think Indy's going to build a 14 to 17 point lead as the Raiders did last year. And Jacksonville is going to win the second half 13 to seven but still lose the game. So that's how I'm attacking this game. Indy, money line, not with the point. Well, I could take the points, but I'll take the Indy on the money line. Um, in uh, the under and Jacksonville second half money line. And that's the way I'll attack this game. Yeah. And yeah, this is sense. a podcast, so I'm going to take care of my health, right? I'm going to take care of my health here. And I am going to go... Colts plus four and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Because whenever I pick against Melissa, my heart starts being fast and starts sweating. <laughs> we don't need that. <laughs> for health purposes, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take my health. <laughs> I'm going to buy the half point and go Colts plus five 
under the 46, but I'm going to stick with the Jags' second half line. Florida. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I'm going to do the same thing with the Jags in the second half line. Because I think Scott Scott's usually right about how the games are going to go. And, and I see that being the trajectory of the game. And then quickly, this will be – and this is a thing to look at, too, that I'll look at it a little bit more before I publish the – the Hawthorne Effect podcast is usually I look at this getting into the second half of the season, right? Uh, so there's a lot of hundreds here, right? In 98. Yeah. 98. Yep. And then you go defense, right? Right. Uh, this guy's playing 98% of snaps and 21% of snaps special teams. That's not good. No. 100%. Mm-hmm. Right. This guy, they have him playing 21 snaps on defense. Linebacker. He has to put his yep. head in the hole and get a concussion with a running back and then go back out on special teams and play 13 plays and get another concussion. Yep. So yep. All these guys that none of these guys should be spending special teams, only like a few aren't. That's not good for later on in the season. Remember, salesmen think short term, businessmen and women think long term. And if you had 30,000 30, pills of ecstasy in your car and a hooker and a ton of cocaine, that's some serious short term thinking <laughs> there. So that's why the Colts lose late, but still six game in the season. They'll, they'll cover the five and lose in the second half. All right. Uh, Miami's at home against the Panthers, cheapo team. Miami has a young coach who's hot, who's who's uh, who's young, right? Vic Fangio, def- you know, probably the best defensive coordinator in the league. The side of Belichick. He's better than Belichick at this point because Belichick also wants to be the quarterback coach. Well, why is he the quarterback coach? You've been a defensive guy your whole life. And you're going to get mad at Mac Jones for seeking help, right? They have Bill, you know. So Fangio is just going to stick to defense. McDaniels is good. They're playing the Panthers. Uh, CJ Stroud looks so much better for the Texans than um, this Alabama Nick Satan guy. Bryce yeah. Young. Yeah. Right? From this area around here, chatting them, worked out with them, chance. Uh, so I really like it's not a division rank game because the Panthers are in the other division. They're in a dirty south. Yeah. Give me the Dolphins again that second half. Uh the water temperature in Florida, it's 110 degrees. The water. Oh. So I bad for all those tourists. They want oh, to water. And it's hundred, the water's 110. So imagine. In the NFL, again, didn't do nothing about this. The owners of the Dolphins are known mobsters. And now it, they're known mobsters. However, they're mitigated because of their ties to the Israeli army. Okay. So that's sometimes you have to do your research. Uh, man, the refs are going to be afraid to put any penalties on the Dolphins with the war going on and the prospect from the Dolphins going to the Israeli army. 
I had to figure out where he was giving money for, to a lot of my clients. They want to give money directly to the Israeli army at this point. So, you know, the owner of the dolphin being who he is, the rest is going to be terrifying. <laughs> I'm listening to Bo Camper and Joe Rose. If you can't get the NFL uh, plus whatever for four bucks and listen to the radio broadcast and listen to Miami broadcast, old mm-hmm. school, who aren't afraid of anything, right? They, they, they talk about how cheap the owner is. Uh, you know, hey, are you gonna put a hit on me for saying this? I don't know. You know, they're very, <laughs> they're very upfront with the owner. <laughs> uh, because uh, you know, the last couple of general managers, young guys, mysteriously got a heart attack in the booths eating. So be careful with the dolphin. So the refs are not going to play. I don't even think Frank Reich is a, Frank Reich. This is the wrong kind of name to have. Going in here, the third Reich, Frank Reich, the coach of your Panthers, right? Truth is always stranger than fiction, one of the tenets of the podcast. So give me the Miami Dolphins minus 10, under 46 and a half, because Bryce Young is young. They have to say their plays for home games and division games. So it's going to be the under 47. Remember, young quarterbacks going against veteran defensive coordinators. It's not the house's money, it's our money. We cover almost any time. And the Dolphins, they can have fun. It's too damn hot. And they're mobsters, and they set up the stadium where the opposing team is in the sun, and the Dolphins are in the shade. So we've covered almost every single Dolphin, Florida, they can have fun. What do you think, Scott and Melissa? I 1,000% agree with what you just said. Uh, Carolina is in a... <laughs> <laughs> they might not score a point in this game. They yeah. really might not. Yeah. Miami, my, I can see Miami winning 38 to nothing in this game. So give me Miami. Give me the under and the Miami Dolphins second half line. Because I think it's going to be like 31 nothing at halftime and Miami will just put a touchdown up and Carolina won't score. So yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of Miami fans to send me messages and listen, listen to podcasts and watch the live stream. Think of me when Bryce Young goes to the line, looks around, pops him out because he's confused. What do you think, Melissa? It's kind of comical because you have the Dolphins who are four and one. <laughs> you got the Panthers. I can't even talk. The Panthers are the only team now in the NFL that are zero and five. They have not won a single game so far. There's no way in hell they're going to beat the Dolphins. No way in hell they're going to get a point. I mean, come on. They're not going to get this at all. So um, I agree with you both on all of that. Uh, Dolphins minus 10 and a half under and a second half line. So it's going to be a very comical game. <laughs> David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina. I have it on a hot turn effect. Now, we don't like to pick Patriots games. He's a Patriots fan, grew up with the Patriots. Born and bred in Boston. Two of the best years I had in my life. We're in Boston. Right? I had a great time writing the tea with all the college girls when I was in my 20s in Boston. We happen to do that, Josh. We give people the times of their lives in Boston. So, our wife, Columbus Avenue. And I was, I was lost. Like, Josh, when you're lost, just look at the proof. <laughs> just look at the proof. The proof yep. of the building, right? The potential building so high. You know where it is. If you're lost in Boston, just look at the proof. Just look yep. at the I didn't understand anybody was saying for two weeks until I got it. They got what they were saying. Yeah. And then uh, Fenway Park. 
the smell of sasa and the onions. I digress. But he is going to give us a New England Patriots report. And then when we get to the Chargers, Melissa will give us a Charger report. So, Scott, what is your report on your New England Patriots? The only one they have this year is against uh, the obsession, right? He doesn't sleep until he has the game plan for the Jets. He's never lost to the Jets. I don't think he will ever lose to the Jets. Josh, so, Josh knows his Boston area like the back of his hand, so to speak. Um, sausages and peppers and all that around the areas. It's too tempting to pass up. So, um, so here's here's the deal. Bob Kraft, very hurt about this year. Very upset. He's taking it out on Bill Belichick this year. There's no way he ever thought they'd be one and four. He has never gone through this before, so he doesn't know how to act. Right. My feeling is the talk around New England is that this is Bill Belichick's last year in Foxborough. He will be unceremoniously or ceremoniously dumped because Bob Kraft feels like that Belichick, the last three years, he got rid of Brady. He's gotten right. rid of all these guys. He's made this organization go downhill. And he thinks that Belichick has now lost a lot off of, so to speak, his fastball with decision-making. Now, they are going to Las Vegas, which means that you have Jacoby Myers, Josh McDaniels, and the GM, Dave, Dave Ziegler, of Patriots' recent history in Las Vegas. They do stand a chance to win that game. I don't think they're going to, but they stand a chance. Mac Jones has gone from really good in the preseason and camp to really bad right now. He's regressed. So there is no um, fundamentals given to Mac Jones. And Bill Belichick still harbors ill feelings for what he did in the offseason by going outside the organization looking for help. And he's played so many mind games with Mac Jones that Mac Jones has been totally messed up now. So Patriots are in a bad way, as bad as I've seen it since, since the Dick McPherson days of the early 90s, oh. which is really bad which is really bad. So I, I don't think they're going to win more than three more games the rest of the year. Can this, can this be one? Yeah. Will it? I'm just not sure. So it, it's all about if Bill Belichick turns the ship around and they went and they go seven and 11, say seven and 10, say this year, then he would be back. But I don't see that happening. I don't, I, I think they're going to be in the market for a new coach next year. Right, and then Richard thinking, right? He says, for the first six games of the season, I am going to play vanilla. Yeah, yep. And then I can play vanilla, and then I'll game plan afterwards. Well, uh, Coach, you might be out of the playoffs by the time you get to after six games, right? Yeah. They go Philadelphia 20 points. Uh, they go Miami 17 points. Division yep. They go at home, no less. They go Jets 15. They win because, uh, again, I had a friend of mine who worked for Belichick as a scout. He only worked for them one year because Bill Belichick made him wait for the other coaches to leave the box and go to the trash to see if they do yep. something. <laughs> to try to get information, right? Uh, they go Dallas three points, and then they get shut out by New Orleans. New Orleans is not world beater. New Orleans, again, remember, they're run by a gold dealer and a trust. They have no backups, and they still couldn't score against them. Now, the and, Raiders and, scored 18 points the whole season. 
And the two things, the last two things I'll tell you before you guys make your picks is number one, they got booed out of the stadium ceremoniously. You could hear it on the TV when I turned it up and turned it down on the radio. You can even right. hear it. That's number one. Number two is, as we talk about with the PCAR rule, Bill Belichick cannot change and he no. will not. He refuses. He's, he's basically, I'm Bill Belichick. I'm the best coach in the world. You guys are going to adjust to me, not me to you. And that doesn't work now. It does not work now in the NFL. Behind the numbers, right? Because remember, it's happened for 30 years. They get to a company, they have the books. There's always two set of books. The books you give to the public and the IRS and then the real books. This happened recently. Oh, we don't have the we don't we don't do that. Oh really? I agree with you, you're fine. I love you. I'm just bringing in my guy to mirror the hard drive of everything. To double check. Oh no, 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 let me show you the second book. Uh, I apologize. Don't apologize. Everybody has to say that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. is ten percent. If you take the Jets out and you take Vinny Testaverde out and you take Tom Brady out, he's won ten percent of his games. This year, yes. fine. And like uh, Bernard Friedman used to come to the restaurant independently. Jewish gentleman told me, Josh. My investment advice is you see with your eyes. And I mm -hmm. see with my eyes, You want to talk about corporate governance? Uh, Belichick is the general manager, head of scouting. The way Belichick turns this all around, tell me if I'm wrong, Scott, he needs to call Scott Pioli because that's where he had his best success. That's where Brady, when Brady was young, da da da, bring him in and have him help you out with scouting because he's, he, why is Isaiah win? I think he's on the Jets or some other team. <laughs> right? you, yeah. you bring him in, you scout him, you bring him in, and then, then he's gone, right? Without yeah. that being said, the Raiders are just as bad. Again, right. uh, this game last week, uh, very flawed. It was a very lucky game. They, they won. Man, that game was – it's an under game because the Raiders have not scored more than 18. And then again oh, – yeah. um, you have to be in life, especially in the U.S. It's a hundred thirty-four trillion dollar market. His dad is best friends with Belly Feed. He's mm -hmm. got the best schools. He's gotten you know the best training at the office of coordinator. You have to be for your own personal. That's why jobs do it for your own personal, um, your own personal satisfaction, your own self worth. Yeah. So yeah. for his self worth as a man. Josh McDaniel needs to be his own man. And mm -hmm. the only reason they've only scored up to 18 points is because he's trying to be Bill Belichick in complimentary football. Yeah. Yeah. Not gonna work. It's not gonna work. So and, and I'll ask, I'll ask you, Josh, and I'll ask Melissa, when is the last time you've seen any Patriots team go two and a half weeks without scoring a touchdown? Or any team, so to speak. The Baltimore Ravens, when they won the Super Bowl probably is the team that you can look at. Right. And that was 20 years ago. Trent Dilfer. So, yeah. So. Right. so, with that being said, I think the Patriots covered for plus three points. And Vegas, we're going to be in business with Vegas. Vegas sees a key number of 42, and they priced it at 42 and a half. All right. So I'm going to give myself a present and a half point and make it over the key number of of 42 and put it at 43 under foot. So I like the Patriots. It, this game, I guess, will be 18-17, whoever. Uh, yeah. 
thirteen ten. So maybe I'll buy the hook. Give me uh, three and a half for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, because I don't know about you know fixed games and stuff like that. The Raiders have a favorable schedule after this, and his dad's best friend. What do you think about this, Melissa? McDaniel's dad's best friend needs a win badly for what Scott just said. Is he supposed to be fired? <laughs> right. The right. guy who hired you your whole life and then hired you after you got busted paying private detectives to film other teams' practices. How can you even be in the league anymore or not in jail if you did? If you and I did that, would you? Yeah, he's so gotten away with too much. Yep. Yeah. What it's, do you think about this, Make sense of this for us, Melissa. I can't make sense of it because it doesn't make any sense. Truth is stranger than fiction. Oh gosh, it it's a mess. I feel like, um, yeah, that, yeah. I, I don't know how to explain this one, <laughs> but yeah, um, I was very conflicted with this game for just all the above reasons that you guys were right. saying. Um, Patriots suck right now. Raiders suck, but not as bad. Um, well, at least the Raiders won a game in the last they won, two finally, weeks. Finally, right? right? Yeah. Right. Um, the, the only teams the Raiders have beaten have been uh, Green Bay with a rookie quarterback, and the Broncos were horrible. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was very conflicted with this game. Um, I kind of want to approach it three different ways. Patriots cover. And I agree with the under 43, um, but I think I might, I might do the Raiders money line. I'll do the same thing. Cause yeah. with two out of three, right. It's, mm-hmm. it's what? 63%, 52.5% break even. Yeah. You went two out of three, you win money. You win all three, 18, mm-hmm. 17, you win all three. Right. So we're going to go Patriots plus a three and a half. Under 43 looks really good. And then the Raiders money line. You know, like that, that angle, I'm going to look at that angle. His dad's best friend, the only job he's ever had has been with Belichick. And then here were the Raiders. The suspect, too, with, uh, with Mark Davis, which I can say stories about Mark Davis, but not publicly. Raiders money line. Yep, the skeletons are in the closet. Mark Davis is home. So, Mark Davis, and I have a good relationship with Mark Davis. I love you, Mark Davis. Probably listening to the part. Yeah, love yeah. you. All right, so we're gonna go to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay coming off a bye, Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator from the Andy Reid Mafia football family. Uh, the quarterback wants to stay in the league. He's not going to be a turnover machine. He's playing well. The Lions in a dome. I love golf. We have ties to golf. We have to you know, watch our emotions, but we can separate our emotions. We get counsel from the best top agent in Formula One who is listening to the podcast. Thank you, Agent Rob. Uh, top Formula One agent that's going. It's funny. Not funny, but the two. 
places of employment for Agent Rob are all blowing up right now as new sports or new networks. Uh, Formula One racing blowing up and MLS racing is blowing up. And he's asked about uh, an MLS podcast. Maybe I'll be in the background and Melissa can do the podcast with Adrian Rob. MLS. That'd be fun. Yeah, he knows. He knows that. I don't know anything about the MLS. I like Tampa Bay to cover because of golf. And, you know, Johnson, the the corner has been great. In the heat, I just do not think teams can function or they never have functioned in this heat. I know my dad's complaining about the heat. He's nine years old. Word. Calls me every night um, to complain about the heat. Slide so, I mean, Slide my phone's not working. But I'm going to look, look, look at the, the Tampa weather. What do you guys think about this game? Was was that your fault? I thought it was Melissa's because I kept seeing Melissa go pressing buttons. On. No, no not me. Every single thing I have has been hacked into and not working. <laughs> I'll let Melissa go first because I, I can look up the weather while Melissa's talking. So, um, let me see. Yeah, I was kind of conflicted with this game, um, as well as you know the previous game. Um, they're both really good, like stat wise. Both really good teams. Um, Bucks are three and one. Lions are four and one. But the Bucks are also home. So that might make a difference uh, considering, you know, the heat, the humidity in, in Tampa Bay. Right. But I don't know. I have I have the Lions down to cover the three points. Um, but I also I also have it um at under 45 and a half. I don't think it's gonna go over. Um yeah, I like the unit because the Bucks have to run. They want to keep their defense fresh. Defensive minded coach. He wants to run. But look at this. This is a disaster. It's gonna be a disaster for the Lions. So at game time, it's gonna be 80 degrees, 67% humidity. Yep. Yep. Melissa and I live in 20% humidity. So, yeah. so let's see. Let's see, look at Detroit. But remember, they're playing at Dome. So when they they're actually playing games in a dome, um, they play in perfect weather. But right. outside of Michigan, where they're walking around, oh wow, that is a huge difference. Huge. That's Boston. That's Boston, Melissa. Detroit <laughs> is Boston, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's a huge that's difference. Yeah, so what they're doing is they're coming into practice with jackets and sweaters and everything else on, but they're going to get off the plane in Tampa. Be hot and sticky. T-shirts and shorts and, and everything else and not be used to the weather. So. And, and, and Scott is my witness, right? How much money, Scott, have we made? What's our percentage in Florida second-half lines? It's got to be close to 80 85%, at least, at worst. At, at worst. worst. So it's not the house's money. It's my money. So what happens? Yeah. Teams are hyped up. And you got to get emotional for every game, especially if you're an emotional team like Detroit. You can't kind of deviate from that. But you're spending a lot of energy. So you go back to halftime, you cool down, and you can't breathe. 
Drunk open right. the door, freaking locker room, get the fans going, da da da. Right. And my little birdies at USF say if a team doesn't bring in 20 fans, they're for sure going to lose. There's no way on the side of the team to sit on the side. So you got pads on, you're overheated. You want to play physical football, be emotional, spending all that emotional energy. It's 80 degrees and 67% humidity. No way. So give me Tampa Bay second half line. So Tampa Bay plus a three and a half under, I'll say 46 to get it under that, you know, for sure under that key number, right? And the Bucks second half line. You guys agree? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, agree. I mean, I agree 100%. So, yeah. Uh, let, next thing we're going to look at is going to be the LA Rams. They go to their training camp every year. McVeigh is disgusted. Uh, he has a veteran quarterback against the Cardinals. Against the Cardinals are a mafia owned him by the Bidwell family cheat team. We're getting to the sixth game. Dobbs is playing well. This is a division game. Uh, the Rams are going to, I don't know, if, I think in the first half they're going to blow out the Cardinals. So I'm going to go Rams first half line minus four points under 46. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, that. I didn't think of going that way, but that that's a, a really good way to go because I think the Rams are going to come out explosive. The one thing I will mention is Cooper Cup owns the Cardinals. He has great games against the Cardinals. So I, I think that that's how they start the game is with Cooper Cup with a lot of catches. So I'm going to agree with you. I, I didn't think of that way, but I'm going to agree with you. Rams first half line and, and the under. And that's the way I'm going to go. So when he's disgusted, he's mad that that is for a reason to fire him up against the Cardinals. And the Cardinals, they know they're a joke team, joke franchise. They don't want to put their bodies on the line. They want to keep playing in the NFL. And the Rams will end up getting him. What do you think, Melissa? Yeah, um, Rams are home. Cardinals suck. Go Rams. Minus four and a half, under 46. Yeah, under it. Coach Sala in the Jets, Zach Wilson. Against the Eagles, the Eagles are a hot team. They, they're Joe Hoy, uh, you know, Howie Rousman has his formula down with Cetriani. I think the league's going to catch up to them. Certain things, copycat league. You see every team, fourth and one, doing the rugby scrum. Uh, I like the Eagles a lot in this situation. Again, uh, the Johnsons remind me a lot of the Miami ownership. So, you know, uh, corrupt the IRS 20 million cheap team team has no offense the defense has been on the field all year and what do the Eagles do they wear you down with that offensive line Scott's been all over the Eagles making us money with the Eagles uh, first half line and um, so I'll, I'll defer this one to, to Scott right gonna learn my lesson like I learned it with Melissa and Scott, I'll, whatever my pick, you pick, I'll pick with the Eagles. Mr. Play. So I'm, I'm attacking this three ways. Philadelphia minus the seven, number one. Philadelphia, first half line, 
minus three, both lines are minus three and a half in the first and second half. So you can't go wrong either way. So I'm going to, I'm going to go Philly second half line minus three and a half Philly minus seven for the game. And I'm going to say the under because Philly's defense is getting it together now. And, and the jets don't have the offensive firepower to compete with that. So I'm going to go under in this. I, the under is 46, 41. I'm going to go under on a 41. I just think that that's going to have a hard time scoring and moving the ball with Zach Wilson. So that's where I'm going. Philly second half line, Philly minus seven, under the total. I agree. And then the Eagles have a five-man line that teams are going to uh, figure out how to run against it, fill out the old the old uh, tapes. But Zach Wilson's too young, too dumb to figure anything out. Hackett sucks as an offensive coordinator. Yeah, he had a grudge against Denver, but Denver's such a horrible defense. He actually underperformed, right? And that's why you can't, like, watch the commentators because they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, yeah, I see the end of 41 and the Eagles line six for the game. Eagles first half line. What do you think, Melissa? Um, I agree with the, you know, the Eagles. Um, I have it over 42 and a half. So I'm kind of, I'm conflicted on this one for the, the under, I feel strongly about the under 42. I, I'm going to, I think I might change mine to the under just nice. Yeah. Um, I'm probably gonna do more research. Um, but for now I'm, I'm going to change it to under. Because, uh, you know, Howie Rosman, he had ideas, and he had a couple coaches, Chip Kelly and Andy Reid, and whenever he came into the office, he had an idea, they told him to shut up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he hires yes men to Kriani, and his ideas are going to work for a while until people catch up to them, the rugby, and then having five defensive linemen on there to kind of stop the run, and then if it's a pass play, uh, to get after the quarterback. Wilson's not going to be able to deal with that. So that's under all the way. Plus, plus Melissa, to, to give you a little bit more comfort here, Philadelphia and the Jets play NFC, AFC. So Philly's going to get up to a big lead and then just go vanilla offense in the second half and run the ball a ton. Mm -hmm. And the Jets, the little bit of their weakness is stopping the run. So all right. Philly's got to do is score one touchdown, and I then second half line will be covered. So I, I think Philly's going to get up like like in a lot of games last year, as Josh said, the the way I did, I let three weeks play out. Philly get up by like fourteen points in the first half, and then just sat on the ball and said, "That's the way we're winning games." I, it, it's going to return this week, I think. I don't think that Philly's going to throw the ball a lot. They want to get their win, get in, get out, get home. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I feel the same. Yeah, and uh, serious flaws. We're just looking at some serious flaws. We're looking at a team with serious flaws. And then they do mitigating factors. So we got to see if the mitigating factors will overcome their flaws, but they're red flags, right? Like, you know, the poor people out there in the dating world have to look between red flags and deal breakers. So when does a red flag become a deal break? And for me, when you have a defensive-minded team who can't stop the run, 
<laughs> yeah. I don't know. I remember there were seven three last year. We're like, that's a fake seven three. It, it's bad, right? So I love that. I love that. So I love the under. That's going to be the consensus. Eagles minus six. Eagles in the first half. Make money, people, on that. Stop watching the news. Make money. Another seriously, I thought last year this was going to happen. The teams didn't look at D-ball. I, I knew D-ball because, you know, D-ball with the Bills, and he won a national championship with Nick Satan. And he's one of the guys who's coached for both football mafia families. He's coached for at the end. You read Mafia Family and the Nick Satan, Bill Belichie, won a national title with Satan at Alabama. Running the plus one. He doesn't have a plus one quarterback, but he's doing his best to do so, Daniel Jones. But it's catching up with this year, right? And this is catching up with them. Uh, it really caught up with them last year. They were a joke. They just played really bad teams everywhere, and they get blown out of the playoffs. So it was easy money for us. Don't have to be a genius. Look at this nonsense, right? You're in Miami, 100-degree heat, 100% uh, uh, – where's the union on this? Poor D. Belton. I don't even know how he's alive. Yeah. 30, 39 snaps in 100-degree weather in Miami, right? And then 81%. Have you seen this with any other team in the cold? Yeah. 1% yeah. special teams. How is this guy alive? He definitely has to have an IV and hydrate. Yeah. It's yeah. insane. Uh, so for that and many other reasons, no way are they going to cover against a pissed off Bills Mafia team. Uh, the owner's in the hospital. They need a new stadium. The refs cheated them last week. The refs, they're not getting a live out of live out of Buffalo. If, if they make a bad call against the Bills, they'll be murdered <laughs> before they get out of there. They know that. Uh, the Bills are going to blow them out, and it's going to stay under 47 points. What do you think, Melissa? Look, you've always bested me on the Bills this year. What do you think, Melissa, about the Bills? Yeah, um, I think the Bills are going to cover the third, you know, minus 13. Um, I think it's going to go under 47. Um, let me see what the stats are. Um, yeah. Um, Giants are down here, you know. Right. Bills are up here. Um, that's the Bills are going to take this one. Um, I don't see the Giants getting, you know, past the Bills that much. Um, yeah, I I, I agree with you know what you were saying. Nice. What do you think, Scott? I'm attacking this game four ways. Oh, this weekend. Buffalo minus the points. I'm going to go over, and here's why with my last two bets. The Buffalo Bills team total is 29 and a half. They're going to be in the 30s. They're not going to let up this game based on what happened last game. That's number one. The fourth bet I'm making is the Giants team total under 14 and a half. Right. So I think this game is going to be like a 41 to 10 type of game, which puts it over. If you remember what the Bills did to the, the Raiders in week two, the reason it went over is because it was a 38 to 10 game. Right. That's the type of game I think you're going to see again is Buffalo is just going to destroy the Giants because, as Melissa said and you said, they're pissed off. 
So I'm going to attack it four ways. I'm going to take the Bills minus the points over the 44 and a half, as I see it now. Bills team total over 29 and a half. Giants team total under 14 and a half. And that's why I'm attacking it. Four, four ways. So if you win three of those, you win 75% of the game. So, I like it. Which I think will happen. Yeah, no, that's that's good logic. I still like the under, and it could be my uh, cynical mind here. Uh, look at the Giants, right? They lose to the Dallas 40 to nothing because he's running that college. Then Arizona, right? Arizona is owned by the Mafia, the Bidwells. They scored 28 yeah. points against the Mafia, right? Yeah. Hey, what's there? What the team's owned by the Mafia. That's why they scored 20. Okay, so then San Francisco, 12. Seattle, 3. Then Miami, 16. And that's Miami playing backups because that game was over. Yeah. So I can see what you're saying, maybe 10 points. I just think they might get shut out by the Bills because of their it's, anger. It's highly possible. And, and then we cash that way, too. We cash that way, too. We cash three out of four because I don't think Buffalo stopping in this game. No. They, they need to they need to put a statement on, so. Right. Well, Plus, Brian Dable was the offensive coordinator in Buffalo. He's coming home again. Right. Bad, bad spot. Bad spot to come home to. Right. So. Right, right. Right. What do you think, Melissa? Yeah. Um, I think that sounds good. I think it's a great way to um, to attack it. Right. To make profit of the game. You get three out of four, 75%, 52.5% for even. You make money. Right. All right. Uh, the consensus is going to be under, but then the other two picks will go with Scott. And we mm-hmm. all, the people can bet double and pound the Bills minus 13 points on Sunday night. Sunday night. All right. Then Monday night football, again, it's our money, not the house's money. We are five and one. Remember, home dog on Monday night football is 80%. This year has gone five and one, right? Five and one against the spread. So with the LA Chargers report, you don't let her bet her own team. First rule of betting, you do not bet your own team. You have fun watching the game. But yes. Melissa's been watching the Chargers a long time. What is your report on the Chargers? Monday Night Football. Eckler was practicing today. He was at practice. He was going full at it. Just he's back. He's back. So he has he feels very strongly about being back on Monday Night Football. Then Monday night, you know, the home dog happens right. to be my team. Um, <laughs> I mean, what else could go wrong? A lot. No, just kidding. It's the Chargers. <laughs> as long as the Chargers don't charger, I think they can get, um, I think they can take this one, cover the two and a half. Um, I feel like it's going to go over 47 and a half because, um, let me get up there. Stats. Yeah, the Chargers are coming. Like, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I feel like the Chargers are going to have a lot to bring to the table. They're they're coming back from a bye week. Justin was recovering from his his middle finger injury. All the other people that were injured, they had an extra week or two weeks, really, almost to um, recover. And I feel like the team's going to come back strong and give it their all for this game. 
Yeah, no, it's a Greek mafia on team, so that's why I feel for Melissa. We, you know, we covered that second half line in Jacksonville the notorious playoff game. If the Chargers, uh, because they're owned by the Greek mob, the Spanoses have to kick up. And like Josh, all this conspiracy theory is fine. You can say I'm crazy, but the percentage in the money is rational and green, <laughs> inconsistent, long-term. Higher level thinking, long-term thinking. Now, I do have some direct knowledge. My family clean hotels for Daddy Spanos in Clearwater, Florida. You can type in sponge docs, murders. And I used to buy meat and used to go out on dates to those uh, steak places, money laundering places, and butcher chocolates. <laughs> we used to get premium meat for cheap. <laughs> from the Greek mafia, uh, but they own a team, so they have to kick up. That means you can't pay, pay for backup linebackers to close games out for Melissa in the fourth quarter with good backups. They don't have that. But Monday night football in a stadium, uh, SoFi, where they need to sell tickets against the boys, uh, it's not the house's money. It's my money. So I'm going to go five and one. If I go five and two, I'm still made money. And I like the over uh, 47 and a half because Dallas has to score points because of the pathetic yep. performance last week. Dak has yep. So crazy game, crazy game. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, I'm going to attack this three ways this time. Nice. I'm going to uh, take the over because I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Both teams are going to score. Right. Number one. Number two, I'm going to take the Chargers. I nice. think the Chargers earlier in the season – they don't as it's so-called charger, which means they make they make too many mistakes and it costs them games. That's number two. I'm gonna go charges on the money line. That's number two. Number three, I'm gonna go the charges over two and a half touchdowns in this game. That almost seems like a given. That's on DraftKings over two and a half touchdowns. I think it's like minus 110 or something like that. So if you just want to bet that singly and you don't feel good about the side of the game, you can do that. But this is going to be a game that gets close to 60, I think. So both teams can go back and forth, up and down. So give me the charges on the money line, the old 47 and a half, and the charges team total touchdowns over two and a half. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. I see the charges plus 120. It was good money. That's a lot of fun on Monday Night Football. Yeah, and and this this Monday Night Football game is a perfect opportunity to live bet too. Right. I think. Oh, absolutely. So the thing with the Chargers not having backups, games get crazy in the fourth quarter, and they go mm-hmm. over. Yeah, I think Dallas Dallas showed last Sunday against San Francisco that they're vulnerable to giving up touchdowns. Plus. Kellen Moore is the offensive coordinator of the Chargers. Where was he last year? Dallas. He, he knows that he knows the weaknesses of this defense, so he will attack them. Yep, exactly. So, he called uh, plays against that defense in practice. He did. That's what leads me to my two and a half touchdowns. Is that he called plays against this defense? He knows it. Oh, yeah. well. Bringing that backup corner, he can't backpedal to the left. Da, da, da. So I'll have Josh Palmer do a blah, 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 blah for a touchdown. We don't need to know the specifics. We just need to know what's going to happen to monetize it. 
man, we go 13 and one totals. We just have to fix the, the, the sides to get banned from a couple of sports that could borrow online things uh, to really blow it out, make a lot of money and stay consistent. Thank you guys. You guys are great. Very better to be lucky than again. Little did I know when I met you guys, you guys would be this good. So that's why <laughs> we guys go to Vegas. Everything's free. Rooms, things, alcohol, everything is free. <laughs> Not really free. It's, it's on your brilliance. So final words, guys. Week six. So here's here's what I want to bring up. There's a lot of stuff that's out there in terms of betting sides and totals and stuff like that. Don't fall into the trap of, of as action sports and all those other exactly people send you send you emails and dollars a month to action sports. Do not exactly. do that. Just listen exactly. to the exactly. If you want to send Melissa that 300 bucks, that's on you. Yeah, it's fine. She'll gladly take it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we gladly take it too. So yeah, so don't and you know, we said this last year and it just it just bears repeating. Action Sports sends you an email, sends you something. Don't fall for it. These people aren't professional bettors. They do a bunch of other things too, and they just come on the air on YouTube, especially, is is a place where there's so many betting right. things that you can't listen to all of them because one of them has charges money line, the other one has Cowboys money line, the other one has this, the other one has that. Don't fall for it. And they don't tell you why. Give you that's the right. That's and right. then because of you know wealth manager, I have to give a prospectus. I have to go with the numbers. And like Mr. Harrington from Boston used to own all those car dealerships. Now yep. they're not your sky. I need you to go to Harrington's house and say, hey, Josh told me to hand me a ten thousand dollar check. You can probably do that once. Exactly. Oh, Josh said, Oh, here you go. Uh, he said, know the numbers, Josh. Josh, know the numbers, and you will know everything. So for the us, the numbers are 52.5% is break-even. 59% go live in Vegas. Last week, we were 18 and 8, 72%, unheard of, high, because we have Melissa with us, right? That's what percentages are, 72%. It's insane. And then after that, for the year, we're 88 and 56, 61 percent, uh, 27,800 dollars profit, getting a thousand dollars a game, which I'm fortunate to do, right? Right, so, right. And every pick, listen to the podcast, every pick is on there. Most Sundays, we'll give you every pick before the game, post it on Twitter. We're more transparent. And more authentic than the government, than any local government you live in in the United States. Final words, Melissa. You know me, I'm always excited for football. I'm ready for week six, ready to see what our percentage is going to be for this week. Um, let's go. Let's get this done. Let's be um, better than last week, as always. And we have fun on Saturdays, too. So on Friday, yes, uh, yes. Melissa and I will go give you some Pac 10, some SEC, anything else that jumps out at us almost feel guilty, survival guilt. So in a way, a survival guilt, we give away the picks. We're not simps. We will cut your throat. And we're not being nice just to be nice. We're being nice because it makes us feel good. And we're fortunate we can be nice. 
we could complete complete labels and live on the hill and rich and they're assholes and those happy lives. That's fine. We, Scott, Melissa, and I, we choose to have a different philosophy. Winston Churchill had that philosophy. And it's, he said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life, a life from what you give. Higher thinking is long-term thinking. Thank you for listening to the ESPC Podcast Network.